Okay, do your thing. Let's go. I'm so nervous. What? Just don't think about it. You're good. I also don't like... I'm just going to start. Yeah, no. I also, like, don't like leading you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so used to being like, okay, you, like, let's do it. And you always lead, like, every time we do something. So for me to be here and be like, welcome to Giver. <laughs> like, thank you for having me. No, but if someone else was here, even when Courtney's here, I'm like, okay, like, yeah. I'm leading it and I feel comfortable. But with you, it just, like, feels so weird. Yeah, I'm sure. Ian's checking himself out in the... I just had a little bit of a... It's like from the hangers, you know? Oh, I think it's your chat bug. Oh, is it? That's good. That's good news. Okay, well, welcome to our podcast. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's nice to join you in our basement together. <laughs> you're, um, I feel like you're the pro when it comes to podcasting, not me. It's your podcast, babe. Do your thing. You've been doing I'm it just a, a guest. lot longer. I'm a guest here. Yeah. So. What's up? Tell us about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, my name's Ian. <laughs> No, but honestly, um, there's probably like multiple people watching that don't actually know you. Sure. Especially the girls that are, most girls that are coming from like Courtney's platform or stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you do? Who are you? Who's Ian Bellier? <laughs> what are your values? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, so I'm Ian. I'm Melissa's husband. Is that like who I am here? Yeah. This is your podcast. I'm your husband. Sure. Um, what do you want to know? I'm pro bodybuilder. That's what I do. Yeah. And that's all about me. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's getting shy. Um, Ian doesn't want to talk about himself, but he is a professional bodybuilder. So Ian's the reason why I got into competing in the first place. Um, and like, Probably the reason Christopher did too. Maybe initially. I mean, you know, obviously, I think that the paths of you and Chris might have still gone down there in some regard, Chris especially. Um, but I think I just expedited that process because I was already in that world and, you know, already had some experience and knowledge in there. And, you know, for Chris, especially being a younger guy that was, you know, looking for influences in that world and I was kind of already in there. Um, I think that was someone that he gravitated towards in that those early stages of someone to kind of like lead the way and show him the path, you know? Yeah, I feel like he was already like attracted to the lifestyle, not necessarily yeah. actually bodybuilding, but in terms of like training and eating like that and sure. looking yeah. good. And um, when I met you, you were kind of like, I don't know, the Yoda of it all. Yeah, I mean, compared to you guys, for sure. Well, yeah. You know? we... But I think now to what I knew then, I feel like I knew nothing. Yeah. Um, but when I, you know, think to, you know, what's that saying of, like, what they say with, like, you only need to know, like, five more words to sound really smart to somebody, you know what I mean? Oh, like, you can fake it a little bit with your knowledge? It's just, like, a little bit more knowledge can sound like a lot to somebody with little. Oh, because we were so ignorant to everything. That my little bit extra knowledge probably seemed like a lot more, you know? Especially when it came to, like, PEDs and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, anything, nutrition, training, PEDs, any of it, you know, or even just the competitive world of bodybuilding, which I had just started to kind of immerse myself into. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, and I feel like when we met each other, it almost became like a hobby that we started to do together. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, because initially when we started dating, like, you'd come to the gym, 
but like kind of go do your own thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you go in the group next room and you know, do your little dumbbell curls and little circuits and do your abs and stuff. And then I think slowly over time is our relationship built and you know, you got more comfortable being around me. Cause I think for a lot of people, especially me already being a relatively experienced bodybuilder, you not being so experienced in that world, maybe coming into my world was a little more intimidating or you felt more judged, um, you know, training and being, you know, gritting your teeth in front of a guy you were just freshly dating, you know? Well, let's be serious. Let's... At that point in my life, gritting my teeth while training was not exactly that yes. was like a weird that was not something that i would ever even yeah do so i think as that comfort level got more you know higher um as our relationship progressed and i you know you start to come in the gym and you know want to see what i did and experience what i did and then it slowly became a hobby and a passion of yours you know i still remember at good life hazel dean you and dylan were in um the group x room doing walking lunges sure and i was uh, we had already like been speaking but we weren't like super close or super into our relationship mm -hmm. and i just like was too scared to even come say hello to you yeah you came up to me eventually but like there was like I, there's no way i'm going in there and like interrupting him but this is what i'm saying you know like that comfort level wasn't there yet especially at the beginning you know for you to delve into that world yet and i think as as the comfort level got higher then that's when you felt the safety to come in and, and kind of tiptoe well, tip dip your toes into the water of the bodybuilding world you know i also feel like the longer that i've been with you the more i realize that you like you're very intimidating because you seem like you know it all yeah. and you're like so professional about everything but like now i'm not saying you don't know it all but like certainly don't but that's how you come across people yeah. are like actually scared to speak to you because it seems like you're just like no, <laughs> it seems like you're like just like I don't know smarter or like more pro more professional, more serious. Like you're more, you come across like you take life so seriously. Even really? Sammy, that one day when I was like talking about you being goofy, she's like, I can't even picture him being goofy. Yeah. and I was like, really? It's weird because it's such like a I think for people that know me, it's such like a direct line from one to the other. Yes, it's like extreme. people that don't know me would think that, and then when you know me, it's like comical to think that. Cause like, I'm so silly and so yeah. not serious Yeah. and like, I mean, you live with me, I'm fucking weird and goofing around all the time. Yeah. So like, it's not actually the reality. Um, but I think that, that the opinions of me would be stark one or the other, you know? Yeah. But do you, do you see how people would like think that of you or is that like a weird, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely very opinionated. Um, you know, and I think some people could perceive that as like a know-it-all attitude, which maybe I, I come across at times. Uh, but I'm still trying to be a student of the game, you know, of life. Uh, you know, whether I know things or not, I, I try to be accepting of not knowing everything. You, um, you, you really, really are. But I think you're very quick to the gun in terms of speaking and mm -hmm. like giving your opinion. Sure. And then like hours later or the next day, you'll be like digesting and yeah. then you'll be taking that. Sure. Which, like, obviously people that know you are going to experience that with you. But then there's social media, which is, like, a snapshot. And yeah. that's only going to see your, like, you're very fast that's in your it. reactions. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. Um, this is so funny. Like, I feel like I've asked you a lot of these questions in the last couple of days. Mm. You'll know when I say them. Um... So I feel like I kind of, well, no, I guess it's a bit different. Okay, the the first one I want to ask, I can't find it now, but I remember it. Someone said, what was your first, um, 
impression of everyone. Me, Courtney, and Christopher. So for me- Okay, I'll be honest, I don't remember meeting Christopher. So I don't remember my first impression of him. That's very hard, like- I don't remember you meeting him either. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't even, like it must have been, it must have been at like Sunday dinner or something. I'm sure it was probably at the gym in passing a few times first. You think so? Yeah, because we were both training a good life, especially March Road, I think, for quite a bit before that. Yeah, but I don't think you two would um, say hello to each other. I think other. we might have, or had maybe met after I'd been already talking to you at this point. So okay. it might have been at the gym, but like I said, I don't remember. Uh, so that's hard for me to remember. You know, I was a little different because I kind of had like two stages of knowing you. Like we went to high school together. So like I have my perception of how I perceived you when I was in high school. And then I have the perception of meeting you actually as an adult, like young adult, uh, a few years after high school when our relationship began. Well, I mean, you can say what your impression of me was in high school, but I feel like you didn't have one. Well, yeah, I mean, I had a, like if you, if, if someone was like, do you know who Melissa Bumstead is? What's your opinion of her? I could have formulated something. Okay, what was it? Um, I don't even know this answer. Well, I, I knew what kind of social circle you were in, you know, like I knew... What was my social circle? Like, nerdy and quiet, but still would like get drunk with their friends on the weekend. So like, there's kind okay. of like, there's kind of like mid-ground, like there's the ultra, I'm using the word nerdy, but like... No, but like more... Academic students. Yeah, more, an not antisocial in like the weird way, but... No, but it's just not... more academic students that... You know, prioritize. prioritize their studies and things and say they would still hang out and have social lives, but it was more like not revolving around drinking or partying or anything like that, where I think you were probably one of the people that had like one of the more healthy balances in high school where you still had like a good focus on academia, but you would still have a good group of friends that you could like drink and hang out with and party with. Um, and like we did have some social circles that kind of collided. You know, like the Riley Bell circles and stuff like we did have some. Yeah, especially when I got into grade 12, I think I started. Um... But I'll be, but like I, I, it's funny to say now, I definitely wouldn't have looked at you at that point as a. Love interest. A love interest. No, I, 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 I wouldn't have. Not a lot of people would have. I wouldn't have. If you'd asked me if I found you attractive, I probably would have said no. <laughs> but when I think back to what. I thought was attractive then, like it, it, you don't really, you don't know yourself and like, I agree, you know, like you're, you're at that age, you're more conforming to what everybody else thinks is the attractive okay, girls in so, school. So this is interesting. Cause I feel like we talked about, but you also got a lot better too. looking as you got older. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't really that. I, I didn't think you're I'm always attractive, but it's just, I also think that something that with this, with, especially in high school years is that someone's attraction attractive level miss level is deemed a lot by their social circle and i think if you're in a uh, this sounds fucking whack but if you're in a lower social circle than someone yeah it's hard for them to be attractive to you because they're not in the same social realm as you if you know okay, what I mean. let's does just, that make sense yes and let's be very honest high school is like very clicky very clicky and very much not the real world at all. Not at all. Like you leave high school and you leave it behind. You never deal with any of that bullshit again because no. you're right. In high school, it's a lot about your confidence and your social abilities, which is not super, like, it's not common when you're like 13, 14 years old. No, and I know now, like when you look at it now, some of the, 
you know, the people, you know, male and female that have grown up to be the most successful and most attractive things were certainly not that way in high school. Exactly. You know? And then there's also clothes and like how you dress and makeup and hair. That's like a big deal in high yeah, school. See, like, yeah, like, in high school, I didn't, even, I, did, I didn't do any of that yeah, shit. To even put it into perspective, like even if your face looked the same, if you didn't wear clothes that some I thought were cool in that age of high school, you wouldn't have looked I would have just discarded it. For yeah. sure. Which for seems sure. so hilarious when you think of it now. Like, you're you know, the opposite as, of as that you're now. Adult now. It seems so like juvenile to think, but you, you are were, a juvenile. You were a so, kid. You know, yeah. yeah, you were a kid. So I guess that was my first knowledge of you. Um, and it's hard to really remember because we did have some, you know, we hung out like in friend circles because we have a mutual friend, Ashley, um, once or twice, just like going out to the bar or whatever it was. Um, and we didn't really interact a whole lot. I think you still kind of kind of had a boyfriend at the time. Um, I just remember you being friendly and like thoughtful towards your friends, but like you weren't overly interactive with me. Um, and then really the first other encounter I had of that after was Ashley's birthday in your house where you made me food. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm in love. <laughs> she made me bodybuilding food. She gets me. Someone that, gets me. Was that before <laughs> O'Connor's? It was, wasn't it? We didn't go to O'Connor's that night, did we? No, I, no, I mean, see my first like remembrance of like me being like, oh my God, I think I'm going to like this guy mm. was being at O'Connor's, being at the bar. I don't even remember going to O'Connor's. You don't. Not well. But like the first thing that stands out in my mind is, is yeah, is that night when we were all at your house for Ashley's birthday. And what your impression was like, oh great, she cooked for me, so I like her. You were just, I could tell you were thoughtful and selfless and like you didn't know me or have any reason to really do anything for me. Um, and you asked me if I needed food and I was like, no, I'll just go home and get food. It's all good. And you're like, no, no, what do you need? And you cook me food. And like, it seems so silly, but as a bodybuilder, like having someone that kind of like understands and you're not feeling judged. I was so used to at that age, like, you know, when all your friends are drinking and partying yeah. and you want to eat your meals, it's like, it's almost like, bro, like just forget it for a night. Like just have a drink. Don't worry about the fucking food, man. It's just one night. Like, you know, that's yeah. really what you got, especially in your early 20s. As you get older, obviously, and this is your career. No, but we were 22 years old. 21, 22. So it's, it's different. You know, we were people, 21. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We were 21 years people old. People don't even have that the understanding of what you do in the capacity of at that point. And when you kind of had like, you know, I think this came kind of came from your brother as well. Cause he was already a little bit into that world. Well, we took his food out of the fridge. Yeah. Um, so I, and I think it, then I was like, I, it seems so silly, but yeah, I felt like a connection in that and like well, an understanding. I don't know? think it's silly because if you, number one, when you're looking for a partner and you see something as like thoughtful and selfless, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Number two, you feeling accepted and not judged. I feel like that's a huge part. I think of that was, I think it was more, it's like, look, I, I don't care that I'm not looking for a partner that can cook me meals. No. You know, I was looking for, like, it was more just the, especially at that point in my life, you know, lack of understanding for what I did and the things I put myself through, especially among peers in your early twenties is very hard to come by. Uh -huh. um, and seeing, especially from a female that wasn't like an avid gym goer at the time, mm -hmm. um, felt like a lot of acceptance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's interesting because before I met you, I probably was judgy. Mm. Like I remember thinking like, oh, this guy's too big and he's probably on steroids and that's gross. But you're right. I was right. <laughs> but I feel like even after that night 
where like I didn't even really interact with you that much at Ashley's party. No. I think you were sitting at the table with like a the dudes or something. Yeah, I don't really remember. But like just like how you were, all that like feeling went away. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't I no, I no longer cared because you just came across as such a good person. Yeah. So like but I also didn't think I didn't see you. I think I still had a boyfriend, honestly, that night. I can't lie. I think I was still with him. You were still talking and stuff, yeah. Yeah, like exactly. it was like still lingering. Yeah. But I didn't like try and make any pursuit of you at that Oh point. my God, no. You. I don't even think it wasn't we talked that night. Yeah, I literally gave right. you your food and then like I went yeah. off on my merry way. and was, like, I think you asked me a few questions about bodybuilding and stuff and we had maybe a short conversation. Mm -hmm. um, which, again, felt very unjudgmental. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that was really, that was my first recollection of like a serious interaction between us yeah hmm. interesting and then i guess courtney um i guess the first my first time meeting courtney ever was when she came down here to visit chris mm -hmm. and we all went to toronto mm -hmm. what were we there for again um we just we went for fun we like took ourselves there and we went for nationals i think Oh yeah, we went for nationals. Like it, what we it wasn't. Uh, yeah, no, we were going down for nationals. Yeah, we weren't anybody. Like we were just going. And for Courtney just came down. We happened to be doing this trip, and she came with us. Um, and I mean, Courtney's opinion is like kind of what you meet with Courtney is kind of what you get, if that makes sense. Like right off the hop, Courtney's very sweet. She's very warm and friendly and outgoing but not like in your face about it she's not a woo girl she's not a woo girl or like an, a, a pick me girl or anything like that yeah um you know but like she's she's a very easy person to talk to she's very bubbly she's very friendly um you know and like that's the same thing i would say about her today you mm -hmm. know? like obviously i know her more intimately now um but if i was still to describe courtney in a few words it wouldn't really have changed much from when i met her then to now you mm -hmm. know like it's, mm -hmm. she's just, she's Courtney. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I remember Courtney just asking so <laughs> many questions. Yes. Yeah. We were in the car driving to Toronto. She yeah. So and many she questions. just asked so many questions and it, it, it was in such a genuine way that she actually like wanted to get to know us, yeah. which I'm sure probably because she felt so like connected to Christopher, she actually cared, but. Yeah. And I think, you know, obviously for all of us, it was easy to, you know, go back and understand and connect with each other because Courtney has won the fucking Olympia, you know, like, it's not like Courtney is like some run of the mill, like amateur bikini competitor. Yeah. You know, she was slugging it out at the top of the ranks before any of us was, you know, she'd been on the Olympia stage winning big shows and doing Arnold's before we had ever even contemplated that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. So, you know, she definitely had an understanding and then obviously her inquisitiveness is, is engaging, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, has Ian told you he's gay yet? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, I guess that's a question for you, not me. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, you said to me the other day, you were like, I feel like people probably think that I'm gay. <laughs> to me, that's like such an unbelievable it's concept. Funny, yeah. But this is the reason why I roll with it because like in my personal life, it's hilarious and outlandish. So I just play it, you know, it's, and, and look, I'm not. Maybe even saying it's outlandish is, I don't even mean it like that. Because look, I'm obviously very straight and I don't have any sexual attraction to men. But I'm also, I could sit and have a conversation with my wife and watch a movie with a man in it and say that I, like, if you're like, wow, this guy's good looking, I'd be like, yeah, he's fucking good looking, you know? Like I have no, like, homophobic bone in my body to like think that it's like 
not straight of me to say that a guy is attractive, you know? Well, like, I, think... I understand attraction, and it's, I don't need to be gay to think a guy's good looking. I just don't want to well, no. suck his dick. And this, you know? this person said LOL because you obviously. Oh, they're obviously joking. I know they're joking. And, for sure. and also, I think, like, it's a huge sign in the security of your sexuality if you're able to, like, openly. Well, it's also, I'm in a secure relationship with a straight woman. Yeah. You know? Like, it, if I thought by any chance that you were questioning my sexuality, <laughs> maybe I would reel it back a bit because I'm like, I probably ain't selling her on this if I'm going out here and saying this shit. Yeah. But like, I know for you, you know me and like, I make these jokes and like, it's it's part of my humor, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like the, the gay jokes are like, you know, that kind of stuff or being a little bit on the, the gay, you know, dabbling in the gay side is like kind of my sense of humor. Um, it always has been, you know, I think it's just something that I find funny and I like to make people question it and I think it's comical, you know? Yeah, you like to rile people up. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Rita. I don't know how far to go. You can cut out whatever you want. That's right, I can cut it out, I guess. What sexual act is your favorite that each other does? Do you want me to go first or do you want me to go first? That each other does? Uh, wait, so like that you would do to me? I guess. Uh, uh, my, mine's kind of all on the same answer. What do you mean? Well, like, I, you, you, you know me, I'm kind of like a, I take pleasure in pleasuring. Oh. So like for you, I would, it would be like kind of all the same answer. You so know? like just me having an orgasm. Or like just going down on you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're lying. Good. That's why your our uh, sex is so feng shui, right? Yeah, feng shui. Very <laughs> good sexual feng shui. Yeah. Um, tips for keeping things spicy when you've been together for a long time. Don't take things too seriously. Like I think people get so serious when they're like, especially with sex things, and, and put a lot of pressure on themselves. Yeah. And I think when we got to a point where we could be more silly and like laugh or like, you know, it in bed even, you know, yeah. just like when there's like a little more love. I don't even know if it's comfort because I don't know if the comfort level changed versus where it's like you're just not taking things so seriously and having fun with it, which also kind of then just makes everything better for everybody. You know, I think people put such high expectations on themselves and, you know, so much pressure on themselves in, in a second. So I literally hate myself. Um, I was going to edit the video of Ian and I from yesterday. And there's no audio. So I put up the clip that I have from the camera. The audio is not great and it's not very long. I think it's only like 20 minutes. But that's all I have. Um... I didn't wear headphones yesterday and I didn't really, I just assumed we were recording and there was zero audio. I've been on like tech support all morning. They can't figure it out. So I'm assuming it's something to do with like the mic we were using. Um, obviously normally I'm doing uh, remote, which was harder to set up in the beginning. But once, sorry, once I like got it set up, I was like, oh, I never have to worry about it. It's great. And um, 
It's not <laughs> for in person. So I need to figure out where I think we might go to Nobility and use their podcast studio because they have multiple mics and a mixer. Um, I'm sure you guys don't give a shit about this, but I just I feel so bad because I feel like I was posting those reels yesterday. And everyone was so excited and um, Ian was so sweet and he was, it was like an hour and a half long and it was so good, but um, say la vie, it's gone. <laughs> so um, I'm going to obviously refilm with him, but I also don't want to do it like the next day. I don't want it to feel like we're trying to, we're trying to like repeat what we said the day before. I want it to be really natural because that's like honestly me and him that's just who we are so I'm gonna redo him and I together and try to repeat the questions because you guys were so great with your questions they were actually really thought-provoking and some were silly and cute and it was just oh my god I'm so sad it was such a good episode but I'm coming on here to give you something for today at least and then Courtney and I will do a gut health and then I'll do one with Ian and then Courtney is traveling again. I think she's going to Rome and Italy with Christopher. So you might see more of Ian and I, you might see me alone. I don't really know. Um, Ian will be very close to his show. He's three, three and a half weeks out from Toronto. So maybe we can do like a sit down and talk about peak week and, going into a show and how this year is different than last year and all these things. Um, he's always really great at being super open and vulnerable about everything. So it's, it's always really nice to listen and have conversations with him. It's funny too. I was going for a walk with my girlfriend the other night or no, we were going for coffee. And she was like, I can't believe there's been no audio or tech issues. You guys are so new and it's so good. And I'm just like, I jinxed it. I, <laughs> I, uh, I'm just, I'm mad at myself, but that's all right. Um, I'm sorry that I got you guys all excited. And now this is what's coming today. Um, I can give you like a little personal update, I guess. So you guys have something to listen to today. So Ian is three and a half weeks out from Toronto right now. And we are going to um, Fuad's show this weekend. I believe it's in Mississauga. I'm really excited for that. We're doing a live podcast, which I've never done before. And um, it'll be fun. I feel like I like love podcasting. Uh, when I like hop on with those guys, they're so sweet and they're so funny and it's just like, it feels so comfortable and natural. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm excited to kind of like see you guys. It's been, I mean, the last time we were out and about was the Olympia. So it's been a while and it's been pretty quiet in Ottawa for us. So, um, that'll be like a good, kind of like energy burst for me. And um, I've just been really spending time with my friends and my family. I was in Kingston this weekend helping my parents empty their storage unit. And that was really nice. It's Mother's Day this weekend. So if you guys forgot, get your shit together because moms are the best and you need to celebrate them. Um, and I had my girlfriend's baby shower 
Uh, she's due on the day of Ian's show, actually. So that's another reason why we're in Canada right now. Like, I really want to be here for these huge milestones in um, the people that I love in their lives. So I'm really thankful for that. And I'm just slugging away at my cardio. Uh, my girlfriend asked me the other day, she's like, do you feel like you've been losing muscle? And, uh, I honestly can't tell, I think because my body fat is like a bit higher right now. So it's hard to tell. Um, I feel like I'm losing, uh, muscle in my legs only, which is so annoying because that's like, I don't really mind the size of my legs or the muscularity in my legs, but I'm also doing a lot of cardio. So I guess that's to be expected. Um, yeah. So I'll keep you guys updated on my journey from leaving the stage behind and kind of changing my mindset in terms of fitness and health. Uh, but I'm feeling really good. Hormones are great. And yeah. Um, what else? What else? I actually had like, I think it was three or four people yesterday ask how Ian feels about me deciding to like lose the muscle. And I found that interesting. I think because we both, um, competed at the Olympia and we were like, I guess, career bodybuilders for a little while that, um, everyone kind of assumes that he cares, but he's very supportive and, it obviously he we talked about it yesterday, but it it went away. He was kind of just sharing that it's more important for your partner to feel comfortable in their own skin and love the way they look because that translates into a happier, more secure, more cohesive relationship versus him actually having an opinion on how I choose to look in terms of my body whatever, my hair, um, plastic surgery, filler, Botox, all that kind of stuff. He really, truly, genuinely doesn't have an opinion on stuff like that because in his mind, if I'm comfortable in my skin and I'm happy with the way I look, then that's going to translate into better connection, um, a better relationship and a happier me, basically. And a happier me equals a happier him, right? So, um, I thought that was interesting. I find our relationship is like super like symbiotic. I don't know if that's the word, but we're both so aware that the other person's peace and happiness equals our peace and happiness. So when people discuss like, make sure you're happy first and make sure that you are at peace first, like we've really realized over the last 10 years that that's one in the same as like the other person being happy and the relationship being peaceful. So it's really just like a common goal between the two of us that like both of us are at our best because that means our relationship's going to be at our best. And I don't even think there's really one person that feels like more responsible than the other. Like I don't feel like I have to take care of myself so I can take care of him. I just feel like if I take care of him, then I'm also taking care of myself, if that makes sense. 
It's hard to put into words when it's something that's become so innate and natural in our marriage. But I also think that's why a lot of people are attracted to our relationship and what we put out there because it is just so, it's just like who we are. We've become so caring and respectful of each other that it really like not a lot phases us. We've also been through a lot of shit. You know what I mean? Like our, our last, um, 11 years of life haven't been like boring or easy or, you know, there's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of change. There's been a lot of, um, unknowns. And I think when you go through that with someone and you always remember that the priority is the relationship and love with that person, um, you just end up being so strong and so comfortable and like natural together. You just really become like one as cheesy as that is. And I never really believed in that before I actually experienced it with him. So I can hear him yelling because he just woke up. I'm again, I'm so sorry. This is going to be late and it's going to be not what you guys expected. And it's going to be a little boring, but I promise I will get a full episode with him and you will get to experience the amazingness that is Ian because he's so I don't know. He's infectious. Let's be serious. So I love you guys. I'll see you next week with Courtney. And then next, the week after you will have Ian, I promise. And I appreciate your patience and your support and, um, just trying to give her, I'm just trying to learn and I'm just giving her. And sometimes that's going to mean me fucking up and yeah, it's real. Love you guys.